Welcome to Season 4, Episode 13 of the Firefresh Recruiting Podcast. This week, guest James Boschier, Head of Partner Success at CV Library, joins Wendy to discuss what job seekers today are currently searching for. Make sure to follow us on social to stay updated about our latest live events, and leave a review if you enjoyed the episode. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And by popular demand, we have Jane Bosher back again from CB Library. Thank you, James. Hello. Good afternoon. I know it's Thanks great. Yeah, listen, it's great to have you back. Your crowdcast, um, you know, back earlier in the year when we were looking at, you know, what it takes to get a good advert out there and attract candidates just, um, you know, was, was insane from the amount of value you provided our users. Lots of feedback that we got from everybody and um, the desire to wanting more. So I'm really glad that you're able to come back. And I think it's good timing because, you know, CB Library have just done, um, you know, a good white paper on some more stats that you're going to be able to share with us here as well. But before we get into that, just a wee bit about yourself for anybody that is new that doesn't know uh, 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 James and CB Library. CB Library, obviously, one of our biggest partnerships in terms of job boards and posting and direct apply from the Firefish platform. Um, and you yourself are head of the product in terms of looking at what's new, what's uh, w- what's happening, and in particular around that partnership piece, um, which you, you're, you're instrumental in trying to make sure that that works really well. So, um, you know, we, we, we like working with you and we really like this, you know, the fact that you're able to share all this sort of valuable data and insight with our users. So, you know, thank you again for, for joining us. Thank you very much. Well, there you go. Look, you've, you've been so nice that, you know, if you if you want me back for a third time, it's uh, almost a guarantee. <laughs> as long as we can keep up with the topics and it's valuable, then we're all good. <laughs> but it might be next year this time. James. Anyway, listen, this time we're going to unpick, and I think that's what you've been doing as well, is actually seeing and looking at things from a job seeker's perspective. So instead of from an agency or from a recruiter's perspective and how they post that job and how to get seen, et cetera, we're going to flip it and say look what are job seekers looking at what's important to them because we've had such a different sort of um one minute we can't get candidates then they're sort of being very picky now they're maybe slowing down from a wee bit cautious so it's really important to understand it from that job seekers perspective as to what they're looking for so I want to kick that off and I think this is the bit that you've been doing some research on um and you know just say right okay so what's the top things that they're looking for when they're applying for jobs what are you seeing yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as you say, really, really good timing. So we we try and do an annual survey piece to um, get a feel on what's important to job seekers, market trends and all of that stuff. So um, yes, we've just completed our one for this year um, and we've now got a few years worth of results so we can kind of see the trends, which is really good. Um, so yeah, on there, we've, we've really tried to drill into what are the main things candidates are looking for when they're searching or applying for new jobs um there's some obvious bits in there but there's actually some hopefully some quite interesting insights as well um so if i kind of start from the top so we, we've kind of highlighted the top five things that candidates say are most important to them and and these are basically them in order um at the top which people probably won't be surprised to hear it is salaries you know so salaries and and that financial compensation is the most important thing people look for when they are looking at a job um but interestingly it's less important than it was two years ago Mm. so it's still number one but when we run the same survey in 2020 um 73.8 of people said that was number one it was the most important factor to them above all of the other things to do with the job um 
actually this year that's now come down to 61.9 so it is still really important but if you were to ask me to guess whether that had gone up or down in the last two years you know we've had all the stuff in the news about the cost of living crisis about inflation about you know all of these things that to me i was expecting that to be you know keep going and going and going when actually the data shows that yes it is still really really important but in reality it's no more important than it was two years ago and actually you know maybe even a little bit less so um and just on that as well because in our last crowdcast we really tackled that and i think it's worth remembering reminding our audience that if that is still the most important thing okay interesting that it's not um quite as important as it, it maybe was trending um but how many job you know how many agencies or recruiters forget to put or don't want to put salary in their jobs it's still a yeah. huge percentage and that's yeah. what we, sh- we need to get that salary in there don't we yeah absolutely and that you know in all all of the data that we've looked at across the millions of job applications that go through our platform you will get more applications to your roles if you list a salary and even if you think that that salary is lower than what some of your competitors are offering so it's just the, the fact that you're actually being upfront with a, it. Absolutely. The unknown make, makes people think that it's far worse than what you're offering. You know, if it's not there, people are going to assume that it is minimum wage or actually yeah. they're even going to price themselves out of it in the opposite direction. They might think, yeah. oh, you know what? That's X amount more than I'm earning at the moment. Maybe that means I'm not suitable for this role or, you know, it's, it's all of those things. So, you know, time and time again, it's proven put the salary onto your job you will get more applications, but also you'll waste less time by speaking to people that are either too high or too low. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, and, yeah. And I'm gonna pick up, cause I know that we're gonna have lots of questions and I would suggest mm. if we're able to use them just down in the bottom in terms of you've got questions, but I'll try and keep my eye up, out on the uh, the comments on the side. Now, Scott has got quite a good um, question there, just, just from a, a perspective of all the data before we move on to the second. Um, have you sliced and diced this in terms of sectors or is this just looking at it in terms of all candidates that you went out to? So for these particular bits are for all candidates. Um, later on in the white paper and some of the other bits that we'll cover later on in the webinar are candidate specific. So sorry, industry specific. So for example, when it comes to um, what time of day or what day of the week are different candidates looking for roles, um, that is by industry and actually there's some quite interesting things there that some industries the majority of people are actually searching and applying for jobs whilst in the middle of the night for example whereas for other people it's you know it's it's the middle of the day so um so yeah those bits particularly are general across the entire landscape um but some of the other bits later on are yeah very much industry great so without further ado number two yeah so um yes salary's number one um so the the thing that is now second is all around training upskilling and personal development Mm. so that's it's probably always been quite important but again if you were to ask me to guess i'd probably say well you know benefits perks you know healthcare, all of that stuff in my mind i would have probably guessed was higher and actually that's not the case from what we found and what we're seeing is people that are looking for jobs at the moment they're wanting to see their path it's not just what's the you know what's the short term for me to get a good salary it's actually you know what what's the employer going to be doing for me so i can stay with them for five seven ten years so really they're looking for things like how much support am i going to get for training and skills 
is there any sort of mentoring programs um you know is there an academy is there any sort of you know things that should can show other people that have actually used this to turn it into a career rather than just a job um and i think that's again been been quite a big shift and lots of stuff previously have all been about gig economy and people doing very transactional jobs whereas this time around when we've done the survey it's turned very much more to career focused people thinking about longevity of working at that company um so yeah that was number two yeah. was quite quite yeah quite surprising um up third was flexibility so in that it's kind of bundled together remote working but also yeah, see, i thought that was going to be the, the number two exactly. or like yeah, just and, competing with salary at that point and that, and that again has dropped down a little bit you know mm -hmm. remote working is still really important but what we've heard time and time again is that people during the pandemic took roles that were 100 percent remote working from home and potentially for companies that are you know different parts of the uk or even different countries um and what i think lots of people have found out is that that isn't suited for everyone you know lots of people want that face-to-face -face interaction they want to feel as though they're part of a team and that's kind of a personal decision some people can adapt to that really well and do it via teams or via zoom and that you know that that's fine for them but lots of people tried that way of working and they kind of felt like they got that a hole missing and so now we've seen a certain subsection of candidates actually you know really prioritize more of a hybrid approach so the fact that there is an office that they can go to if they want to but not feeling that they have to be there five days a week nine to five mm -hmm. and there's been you know lots of examples where covid has forced lots of companies to be more flexible and it's really that flexibility that i see is the thing that's gonna still be here for years to come the fact that everyone wanted to work remote 100 percent of the time for me i can imagine that getting dialed down a little bit and that's you know what we're what we're kind of seeing from those surveys mm -hmm. as well um so yeah i think that's that, that's probably another good bit to kind of show on one of the things that i have seen on some jobs is they are actually offering this level of flexibility but some people are now thinking well it's so, such a given they're not even putting it in their job adverts and they're forgetting um, that yes exactly yeah so you know for some people when, when we're kind of reviewing job ads and performance with our clients the flexibility in the remote working something we ask them and they go well yeah of course that's given you know we didn't even bother putting it in because everyone just assumes that's the case yeah. Um, yeah. and i don't quite think we're at that stage yeah. as an industry yet so you know i would definitely say include that in the advert to make it clear you know what the policy is what the flexibility is yeah. um, that... i mean I, I think i see so many different companies taking different routes of fixing days to try and make sure they've got that team um get together sort of you know certain yeah. days you've got people that can just come and go as they want you know so that that word flexibility is like it's it's huge and it'll be really interesting to see you know this time next year you know how that sort of progresses as well but yeah. you know i wonder did you did you dive into any further of that is is it what type of flexibility that they're looking for is it fixed days is it not you know is that important to people to understand what type of flexibility they're offering yeah so i think it's less about the fixed days but i think it's more of the empowerment that they they have do have an office they can come to if they want to but also they have the control and the option so that if there is you know an issue with childcare if there is a mm -hmm. school player or something that needs to happen that they feel empowered enough and dare i say valued enough that the employer is going to let them to 
effectively choose or have a higher level of flexibility to go, you know what, I know Wednesday is normally the day in the office, but I don't feel scared to ask that I would like to be at home so I can attend the school nativity over my lunch break or something. So it's more around the empowerment and having the ability to show that there are both options and almost as if the employees have got control over it um, mm-hmm. rather than dictating and saying you must be in the office three days per week and that's non-negotiable that they're the kind of things that you know that doesn't necessarily represent the company's values that candidates are necessarily looking for yeah um, perfect and so yeah. um, so that's number three number four um is very much about teams cultures and the colleagues of of people working with and again i think that has crept up a lot in the last year and i think lots of that is a direct result of people feeling less engaged through working remotely and having less face-to-face interaction Mm -hmm. um so what that really means for when candidates are saying that is through the through the job advert or, or when they're going through that job process they want to be able to see what is the culture of the company but actually who are my colleagues going to be? Who are the team? Can they picture or virtually meet those people that they're actually going to be working with or sat next to before they even apply to the role in some instances? So it's kind of going a step above, step beyond, here's a headshot of our CEO and here's a tagline. You know, that's that's kind of you know, stuff that people have been doing for a long time, but it's actually going as far as saying, well, you know, this is a role for a marketing exec in this team here's this person, they are doing this role, they will be in your team. You know, it's kind of actually bringing that to life. Yeah, exactly. And and I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit later Mm -hmm. on as well. But um, at the moment, there's a lot of fear about recession, job losses. So I think if we were looking at what's going to be happening over the next 12 months, it's very much going to be around candidates being more nervous to make those Mm shifts into new jobs than they might have been earlier on in the year so actually more nurturing that we can do about helping show what the team is and what a great place it is up front should then actually translate into more applications and more hires for those roles but it is really interesting that one because you know when before covid um you know you wouldn't know who your colleagues are going to be you generally would meet them on day one um you know if you're lucky they might have taken you out for a double beer test with you and see you survived and so i wonder why that's become much more important to actually really understand who you're working with and what your team has is like um before joining now yeah and i think for i think if you're doing if you'd have been doing interviews that were face to face i think people would have you know you'd have potentially walked through the office you'd have been able to see okay. you know where would i be sat so yes there's faces there there's people yeah there's people smiling it's you know it's it's i can i can visualize where i'm going to be working but now with so much of the recruitment process being done virtually yeah it's really hard to do um a silly thing that that i do for any of the roles that i'm hiring yes it might be on video call I try and give them a cheesy little tour. I go, look, here you go. Here's, here's so-and-so. Let's have a look around the team. You know, try and try and do like a little virtual walkthrough of, of you know, the office, the space, and try and help bring that to life. Um, so I think that's probably I'm one... just laughing because I tried to do that and I fell flat on my face over an extension cord. Oh, no. So it didn't go well. Yeah. <laughs> so health and safety, uh, be careful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Asterix and warning. Um, but, but yeah, I think I think also the fact that, you know, there's, there's people that have taken new jobs 
and not had as much face-to-face interaction. I think it's made people really think that actually, you know, that is important to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's, you know, it's probably come back around as, as, as something that's now quite important. Yeah, good. Um, and then the, the fifth one, which actually I think I, I would have been amazed if this would have been as high up if we did the survey three, four months ago, it was all around the stability and the growth of the company. Mm-hmm. And and how I'm interpreting that is because there's this kind of rumbling of uncertainty and, you know, are there going to be layoffs? Are there going to be cuts and things like that? People want to feel that they're going to be working for a well-established business, but something that they're going to be part of, something that's going to grow and be part of a good journey. Whereas that wasn't as much of a concern whilst, you know, businesses were booming and, you know, there was there was more vacancies and vacancies and all of that was building and building and building and now that's kind of plateaued and there's fear that it might start dropping down people are actually thinking about that quite quickly and going well hang on i don't yes i might be able to get another job and i might be able to get a five grand pay rise but i want to make sure that i'm still there in a few years time and that it's a good place to be and it's getting invested in um so yeah that was that came out as the understand that one and i think that's a very you know, a very valid one in terms of where's the company going. And I, I know we're, we're talking more about, you know, our company journey in the next three years, et cetera, as well to everybody that's coming in. And it's definitely yeah. questions that they're asking. They're much more rather than the token. So where do you think your company will go? You know, they've thought about it and they're actually sort yeah. of like really wanting those answers, which is great to see. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so there from a, from a more of a general level there, the, the top five things that people are looking for, when they are searching for jobs or they're thinking about moving jobs. Um, If you kind of take the same question a little bit more literally, um, I'd probably suggest that, you know, if anyone's interested to see details on an industry basis for, you know, what what job titles are most popular in IT at the moment or in hospitality, um, we've got all of that data that will show, you know, for example, I can tell you um, sales jobs are now one of our most popularly searched for jobs, whereas a couple of years ago they weren't as high up in the popularity ranking so again there's 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 loads and loads of data behind that which um you know we we can make available through dashboards or you know if anyone's got any questions i'd say you know feel free to reach out to us and you know we can find ways of, of trying to share as well but there's yes yeah, really really interesting bits if you look at each individual sector and go right well you know in this particular vertical which job titles are growing which ones are decreasing what's the supply <laughs> versus the demand so um and, yeah. and that's and that's really great valid information as well for anybody that's looking to you know take on a harder role you know how hard is this going to be um you know how easy is it to find the talent and actually sort of you know either if you're on the agency side price accordingly um or from the in-house side as well you know it's a manager expectations hiring manager you you know they're not going to be the candidates are not just sort of there and very easy to get so yeah so that you know that, that that that's really really good data and i'm sure we'll make it available to to anybody that's asking for us as well like we did the last time in terms of some some joint stuff that will go out and in terms of like durations of applications and and have you seen any difference or changes in terms of either volume of applications or similar in terms of how long it's actually taking to apply for jobs in that journey how important is that yeah um so on a typical year um CV library, but I suppose, you know, job boards, recruiters as a whole, um, typically speaking, you've got certain months where there's a lot of job seeker activity, 
and then there's months where things go a bit quieter. So typically during the summer, things get quieter, candidates apply for fewer jobs, um, and then things normally pick up around sort of September sort of time. And th there's normally that 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 curve that if we look at our data, it's been almost identical looking back over the last 10 years. Um, what we're seeing at the moment, though, is we're seeing lots of industries following that same curve. But some industries are really bucking the trend and just keep growing and growing, which is really, really positive for those sort of industries. Um, so just call out a couple. So IT, social care and sales. There's obviously something going on in those industries that if we look at the total number of applications, number of applications per role, what we're seeing is actually that that's been growing and growing and growing really strongly over the last nine months. And rather than having the normal dips with, you know, holidays or, you know, seasonality, those ones matter. just haven't, yeah, just haven't been doing it. So I would, I mean, um, I would have guessed the tech, I would have guessed like social care, et cetera, as well, but I wouldn't have actually guessed on the sales side, yeah. um, which is, uh, which is good. And, and I suppose it makes a little bit sense if I'm thinking about it, you know, in terms of COVID and sort of slumming everything down and then it became quite easy. Everybody wanted to do business with another, another, maybe we're, we're every, all the industries are keying up to listen, we're going to need some sales skills now yeah. because we're yeah. going into our tougher market. So that, that does make sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, I think businesses are rehiring those areas that mm -hmm. they might have that slipped down. Lost, but, yeah. but but also, I think some people are then thinking that you know if if salaries are really important to people, I think there's there's definitely a group of people out there that have gone well. What's what's a good industry I can work in where I can earn good money? And for yeah. you know lots of people, sales is still a great opportunity for that with you know commissions and targets and things like that. So um, yeah, I think it's kind of been probably a bit bit both both pronged on that yeah. um but yeah going on to the side around the actual job application and that's um probably the thing that i um um forever waving a flag on around trying to make sure the application process is right and suitable for those candidates um and there's been lots of things that have happened over the last 12 18 months where other job boards and other platforms have really started making this a lot more important, a lot more focused. Um, so, for example, on Indeed and LinkedIn and, you know, some of these other platforms, it's now really hard to post a job where you're redirecting someone off to a blank application form and they've got to fill in lots and lots and lots of questions. So the whole market is going towards providing a better experience for job seekers mm -hmm. and the reason for that which you know is probably probably the, in, the interesting thing to actually look at is candidates are spending less time applying to jobs so if you take someone 10 15 years ago they would have dedicated a larger chunk of time and they would have gone right this afternoon i'm going to sit down and review lots of jobs and update my cv and answer all these questions and go through all of that process and they would have set aside a decent chunk of time to do that what we're seeing now is almost the complete opposite people are dipping in and out of the job seeking process and typically they're doing it from a mobile device whilst they're out and about so rather than somebody that sat down for three four hours to apply to lots of jobs in one go they're doing it as and when they want to you know they are they are you know they're doing it on the sofa in front of the TV. They're, they're doing it whilst they're sat on a train commuting into their their, their current job, potentially. It um, feels like then it's a much more 
like emotional reaction of yeah I'll, I'll apply for that you know without actually sort of thinking about it in any great detail it, yeah it, it is and and if you think about the ways that consumers are doing other things so you know online dating tinder you know i'm i'm applying for a date swipe i wouldn't you know, know um, I, me, 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 <laughs> I mean, I mean ha, ha, happily married and and you know in a relationship pre-tinder but you know as as i hear <laughs> um, or, or you know things like adding adding a item to your basket yeah. or a quick check yeah, everyone's used to things that are quick 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 yeah. and that's their expectations for everything that they do on the internet now Mm-hmm. And really, you know, recruitment's been really, really, really slow in trying to keep up with that curve. The fact that you can buy something on a website that you've never used before because all your card details are saved or you've got Apple Pay, you know, in lots of other industries and areas, doing that 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 purchase or that committing to something has really been distilled down into a couple of clicks. Yeah. Um, whereas in the world of recruitment, lots of people have started making that 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 leap but actually if you look at lots of people out there there's still probably more that have got a longer process than um you know if you were to look at at most other industries um so you know you can do research out there and there's there's articles that say you know it should take no more than 30 seconds to apply to job there's others that say it should take no more than 30 minutes there's there's lots of different contradicting bits of information out there but in reality, the the target must be is if you're looking to attract more candidates, that process needs to be as easy for them to do as possible. Yeah. And the biggest myth that I then have to bust is people assume that the good candidates will take that time to go through that longer process for, you know, um, writing in the last three employers or, you know, yeah typing 100 words on an example you worked in a team all of those things that people think you know what the the right employee the right employee for me the right candidate they're going to go through that time and that process um the blunt answer is they're not they're, they're, you know at the moment there's 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 still a talent shortage and as recruiters we're trying to attract those people to come to these jobs instead yeah. they aren't they aren't the unemployed people that have got lots of time that are trying you know that have got loads of time to get dedicate, dedicate to that process that's not them yeah. and, and when you look at the before and after you will see that as well if you were to say you know have have your normal process where there's a long application form and lots of steps how many good applications did you get at the end versus implement a direct apply an easy apply a much shorter process how many good applications did you get at the end it, yeah. you will get more on that on that easier process yeah you, you will also get some that aren't as good quality yeah and you just will, want to get them out it, exactly yeah but it's you know for me it's it's yes i'd prefer to get some that are poorer quality but get as yeah, many exactly. really good ones as possible yeah. as well and i think um, that's that's what i quite like about the integration we've done as well because essentially you know we're basically just you're feeding us the information straight into that hub for them just to come in and go you know yes no one get them out and yeah. yes as you quite rightly said they will you know customers will get more applications but they'll they'll also get more the better quality applications yeah. an interesting question that came up as well that um you know you post an advert is it really if you're getting a different time in terms of when people are applying just when it suits them you know generally though if you've posted it and you, you know in the first week should you be sort of should be looking to get the majority of your applications and if you're not getting any sort of real applications 
you know, go back, redo that advert, there's something wrong with it and repost it. What's your thoughts process on that? Because sometimes people can be sitting with an advert for weeks, just saying, I'm not getting any applications. This is rubbish. Yeah. And and I can't, not only I can't remember the exact percentages, but if you were to look at a line chart, a graph that will show when you get the applications for a role, you will get the vast majority in the first few days. And then the number of applications per day will decrease as the job stays on there for longer. Um, and that's, you know, for a couple of reasons, there's, there's most job boards have got email alerts, candidates are, you know, that are regularly looking at, they'll check regularly. So there's lots of things in play that mean the majority of candidates will see that job relatively soon after you've posted it. Mm -hmm. um, so actually what that means is that it's quite important to get your job ad as good as possible when you first post it, because if you write a mediocre job advert, you have it live for two weeks and then you make it amazing, you've kind of missed out on the majority of those, those, those people and those traffic. So yeah. one of the things I'd really suggest not doing is some people like to just post the bare bones of a job advert and go, look, I've got it out there. Yeah. I'll add to it. I'll, I'll tweak it afterwards. And actually doing that approach, you're probably going to be losing out because, you know, people will see it at the beginning and then they won't, it won't get as much visibility afterwards. It's not generating those, um, those alerts out again, et cetera, as well. well yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's all, it's all about those, those new jobs that get posted, that they get more of the traffic. Yeah. Um, and also on job boards as well, typically those newer jobs will get boosted a little bit higher as well to kind of make them stand out a little bit more as, as newer jobs. Yeah. Um, so it's actually, it's actually quite important to get it almost right first time. Um, and then most job boards you can repost. So rather than just editing it, you can repost it to consume and that's it. Exactly, and yeah. exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's one um, thing we're looking at as well is that, you know, within a two-week period, all the candidates you've attracted in that are on you, which will be exactly the same as you, James, as well, you know, if they're instantly matched against that advert, if you repost it, you will reach that new audience again. So, you yeah. know, by doing that sort of re-trigger and reposting an advert frequently, you're actually reaching new audiences as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And what, what some people do is, you know, when it comes to, to job titles to use to advertise the role, mm -hmm. um, that is a technique that some people do use. So let's say they'll, they'll post it initially with one version of the job title. And then, you know, if, the, if it's a role or an industry where there's sort of two or three titles that are very, very similar skill set, um, you're absolutely right, you know, might change that, repost it, attract that newer audience with 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 um with those as well um so yeah um and and, and broadly speaking um candidates are most active monday to thursday on job boards mm -hmm. and typically on average it's um from around seven in the morning to around one o'clock in the afternoon so if you were to so look at like a heat map, not as much in the evenings, it's all in the mornings. So speaking generally, that is correct. So, yeah, yeah. for if you look at all, all of the jobs, um, what you really want to be doing is you want to be getting your job adverts posted as early in the week as possible. And ideally want to get them there ready for that that peak of, of candidates in the morning, mm -hmm. um, which I did say did change a little bit by industry. So let me give you a couple of glimpses into that. Um, the most active industry that are applying for jobs at midnight are people in social care. Probably not surprising, shift workers, things like yeah. that. Um, but again, other other industries that are doing lots of things 
during the typical nighttime. Um, so yeah, social care, um, people in the legal industry, and actually a lot of teachers as well. So mm. there's there's stuff in those industries where for them actually I can actually maybe I can understand teachers. There's probably less freedom to, you know, sneakily do a couple of job searches while you're at your desk or, you know, your your lunch break perhaps. It's probably quite full on and and you know less less access to, to phones and internet and things like that. Yeah. Um, so some industries where, and you know, I'm sure we can, we'll share the link to the white paper with, with people that are on this as well, but you know, there's lots of good stuff. Whereas if you look by industry, you can actually work out what time of day is best, what day of the week is best and really get quite scientific with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, gen generally speaking early in the week, so Monday, Tuesday, and try and get the job live ready for that sort of early morning run. James, I can't believe that's half an hour already done. And, <laughs> and I knew we were going to pack, pack in a lot again, as usual, which has been brilliant. I'm just going to touch on a couple of things. So everyone is eager to get their hands on this white paper as well. So we'll absolutely make sure that we combine um, our distribution channels to, to yeah. get everybody a copy of that as well. Because I know it's um, just getting signed off really um, just now before publishing, I think, as well, James. Yep. So we can yeah. help you with that. And um, I think, Zane, you were you missed the number five and um, the number five. So I think, James, that was the actually the company, the stability and where the company's going. Is that correct in terms yeah, of Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, company stability and growth. So, yeah, what how stable is the company is it a risk of going through any redundancies and can you articulate what is the plan for the next one two three five years to any of the prospective candidates yeah and daniel i think you'd asked i think i said it just as you were posting so great minds think alike there in terms of like the sales the healthcare and the tech you know is it because these industries cut so deep in covid and i think maybe not the tech and, and the care side um because that's been an ongoing increase but i think definitely in the sales side i can relate to that in terms of there is probably quite a lot of cut um and then um you know this is them sort of really building up for perhaps a market that is going to be a bit tougher to go forward um so good sales skills um are definitely going to be um, you know, on top of the agenda for a lot of companies. So that's why probably the growth in that area is coming as well, which is great to see too. Mm -hmm. um, and Sarah, last one there. Um, I just missed number one, so I presume it's salary. Yes. So the, the, the main thing James is saying there in salary was number one, but interestingly, it had decreased in terms of two years ago. I think you did the, the survey just to... to yeah, yeah so, so it decreased by about 11% versus the same survey two years ago. So yeah, so it is it is still number one, but actually, you know, um, with lots of companies, you know, offering crazy salaries and doing all they can to attract people that way, um, that is an approach. But, you know, one of the takeaways I'd suggest to take from this is, you know, it's it's not just the high salary. It is what's that package? What are those other things that are, that are part of that um, complete offering as well? Yeah. So I'm going to finish up there, James. Thank you so much for all of that, because that's been really, really helpful as usual. We had a huge audience, um, up to 185 all um, on the show and register for it as well. So thank you for tuning in and spending your lunch with us. Um, next show is on the 19th of October. We've got Katie Green from Centre Excellence. Um, Nikki Coffin, that owns a business with Katie, a good friend and also excellent coach. And she has really uh, taken recruitment uh, businesses and really helped them, and particularly the owners, to get a little bit more time um, and uh, then grow their own business as well. So there's a, a bit of a methodology that I want her to share with us. Um, and I hope you tune into that as well. As normal, we'll get out the links for you. Um, thanks for all your thanks. That's brilliant to see you all tuning in from all 
over the world again um, and really appreciate your time James thank you again and you know let me know when you've got some more white papers in next year I'm sure we'll have you back but you know thanks for, for everything you do um, between Firefish and CV Library we, we appreciate it as well. Lovely thank you very much yeah thanks everyone. See you all on the 19th of October bye bye. <laughs>